0: Hey guys, welcome to the Proyema PDX podcast. Today we have Stacia Renault with us, and she is a photographer. She is someone that is just super inspiring and has a very creative heart as well as a creative mind, and um, she sees things in a way that a lot of people um, can tend to overlook. I think she's really detail-oriented, and I think that's like a really beautiful piece of her work. And we're really excited to be able to pick her brain uh, today, as well as be able to hear just like what what she's been doing during the pandemic, what she's been processing through this time as well. So Stacia, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello.
0: Oh, wow. <clears throat> oh my oh, gosh. I
1: have it's... a voice right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all right. Good thing for technology. It makes it all sound so good.
1: <laughs> well, the weather has kind of been changing pretty dramatically here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just, like, wake up with such a scratchy, to voice. <laughs> oh,
0: man. You got your water and your tea going?
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good.
0: So where are you at now? Like, last time I saw you, you were over in uh, Washington, and it looks, mm-hmm. like, way too sunny over there for it to be Washington. So where are you at? <laughs> uh,
1: I'm in uh, Lexington, Kentucky. So Central Kentucky.
0: Wow. From the rain to the country, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It rains. Oh, God. It rains for sure here. Um, Because there's no mountains much around us, uh, the weather comes really, really fast. So it can be super sunny one minute and then pouring, pouring (laughs) rain. It's crazy. The weather predictions here are just never accurate. <laughs> like you, you look at the weather and you're just like, all right, like You're like, That's cool. what you say.
0: <laughs> And you go out there, you like, plan for it to be all nice. You're like, okay, awesome. Like this will be a really warm day. You go out there and you're like, Dish, torrential downpour. Yeah. You're like, dang, I did not expect this to be the k- the day.
1: Yeah, um, I always leave a uh, rain shell in my car. It's just. <laughs>
0: you never well, yeah, know it hey it's kind of similar to, to washington though for sure like because it says it's gonna oh, be yeah. sunny but then like it's not really sunny or it says it's gonna be like rainy and then it's like a drizzle it's so, like okay it's not even rain this is like kind of pathetic right now so <laughs> yeah now
1: but here it pours <laughs> like like i'm not kidding when i say it pours <laughs>
0: It's like, there's no, there's no in between. It's just like extremes. It's just like, all right, sun's out or it's just like pouring down and you're just like super drenched. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Stacia, tell us a little about your, yourself in regards to, cause you're, like I said before, you are an amazing photographer. I know you're probably like, Stephen, you're, you're too kind. You're, you're just blowing my ego out of Shut proportion. Up, <laughs> oh, yeah. I get told that every episode. Shut up, Stephen. Why are you doing this podcast? <laughs> but what what kind of led you to be a photographer? Was it a, a person? Was it Instagram? What, what kind of like <laughs> what stirred your, your desire to, to pursue photography? <laughs>
1: Um, oh gosh. Well, I had a, I had an uncle who did photography for a living. Um, however, I wasn't very close with him. I was just aware that he did it for a living. Um, he had a whole dark room okay. in his basement. Um, but I have a lot of memories of, um, of my aunt taken a lot of photography mm. with her camera and her showing me her camera and how to use it. And she has boxers and boxers for of photos that she's taken, um, Whoa. just throughout her life and throughout my childhood. It's, I'm always like referring to her to look for a specific picture mm. on something of some kind of memory. Um, yeah that we have like a family um so i would say she was more of my influence yeah in photography even though for her it was a hobby <clears throat> when for my uncle it was his, it was how he made a living mm-hmm. um but it was, i guess for him to me at least it was so hidden like i just had no idea that yeah, I don't know what type of photography that he actually did because I've never seen any of it okay. um, until after he had uh, passed. Um, yeah, I would say that's kind of where my love for photography came from. I mean, I've always been a creative kid growing up mm. um, and very like, visual as well. Um, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Did you um, pursue it at, like, a certain age? Like, did you go to school for it? Or kind of, like, how did it start <laughs> to form? Um,
1: so I, went, I actually went to a technical high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of different than, like, a traditional high school where you still have, like, your like major... Like classes like math and English, yeah. But you kind of pick a specific like major or area of focus, so people can go for like graphic design or veterinary or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so I actually went for graphic design and art. Okay. Although photography. And filmmaking wasn't really a focus in that, it was more just, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that special, but it was fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we had a friend of ours who was actually going to school to the university of the arts in Philly mm-hmm. and they have a, um, during the school year, they have a Saturday program for high school students Okay. to come to the university and take a class that they're interested in for about like 10 weeks. Um, so I actually did that for three years Whoa. during high school. And I took a bunch of photography and like film classes there. Cause that's what I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up going there for college and I studied, I actually studied filmmaking.
2: Whoa. Okay.
1: Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I was into at the time. Okay. Yeah. Dang.
0: So like did like, film and photography kind of like blur paths together, like in that kind of way, or was it just like you found out that you were really like passionate about photography through your path of filmmaking?
1: I would say, yeah, I would say my love for, for, for I can't even talk. My love <laughs> for photography there it is. came nice. back around through my love from filmmaking. Mm. Um, I think for me, I kind of got to a point where I wanted to sort of take a step back. Yeah. <clears throat> From filmmaking and just really focus on just the art and craft of photography and what it means to me and why it matters. Um, and just, just the simplicity of it. really. because filmmaking, there's so many layers to filmmaking, just like the movement of it and the sound and, All of that. There's so much work that goes into it, and photography. I just really wanted to kind of go back to that home, mm. basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like capturing those moments and stuff, and being able to like keep the, the main thing, the main thing. Because I think it could be so easy to to get lost um, mm-hmm. in, in the noise of of film, and that's why I have such a high regard for film like makers because there's like literally a million things that they're thinking about and they're trying to perfect and trying to create um through not just like still things because like we as musician and as you as a photographer there's like we have control (laughs) like we can go Mm -hmm. and we can say hey i want you to stand like this i want you to do this and like we can just continue to push and i want to get a certain sound out of a drum set or a certain sound of a guitar, I can go pick those things up and I can just work at it. But for filmmakers, it's like we have to rely on people to be a certain way and to recreate a certain timeline or recreate a certain kind of feel. And that's so much more energy given out. And I'm like, man, like kudos to you guys because there's no way that I would have the, the patience to to sit and to be in that kind of space for so long because it's yeah dealing with with people which I love dealing with people but like I don't like to tell them how to be I like to tell them like hey like I want you to like kind of try to do this or try to do this not like you have to do this for this part like let's keep on going for hours on end to be able to recreate this and it's like take 100 or like Good night, I'd be done by take five <laughs> <laughs>
1: <It's> over. <laughs> yeah, I actually um I actually focused more on documentary filmmaking when I was in school. Okay. Um there's, there's there's such a beauty to documentary filmmaking where you kind of go out and you have no idea what you're gonna get. Mm. Um, you have no idea what the story is going to end up being until so you get into the editing process and that's where you build the story. Um, so I was more focused on video editing. That's what I was really in love with awesome. when I was in school. Um, yeah, my my thesis uh, ended up being a documentary. It was really choreographically five minutes but
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's just really fun to kind of go through that experiment of like having an idea of what I wanted but then through the process it ended up being completely different than what I expected it to be and I just yeah. loved that whole process mm,
0: That's so awesome I think that's like I think that definitely leads us back to the next question like just because of, like, your, like, your, I don't know how to say it, but, like, attention to detail, your way of photography, the way that you like to portray things. Um, Tell us a little bit about, like, what kind of photography that you do, like, Mm -hmm. because I think that'll, like, kind of help bleed in to both paths of, like, your love for documentaries as well as, like, your film background and also, like, you like, love to, like, see things and capture the moments, and I think that's a really beautiful thing, but, like, it's not, like, anything I've, like, seen, like, on, like, before. Like, it's, like, a very different approach, which I think is really cool. So tell us a little bit about your, um, like, what kind of photography that you pursue.
1: Um, Well, when I got out of school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. (laughs) Um, Welcome to I the. That's everyone. I know. I know. I was actually um, interning with a uh, wedding uh, filmmaker.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So at that time, I was like, okay, let's start uh, getting to wedding photography and stuff because that's kind of the world that I'm in right now. Like, I'm surrounded by people.
2: Yeah.
1: Who do that. <laughs> I think maybe like a little bit into it, but especially after uh, Jordan and I got married, <laughs> I was like, no, this isn't for me. <laughs> like, this is totally not for me. Um, so I actually struggled for a long time, like not having any idea like what I wanted my craft in photography to be, Mm -hmm. um, um, but then like, I can't even remember like how it happened, but I was introduced to like the art of landscape photography and nature photography and, uh, adventure Mm -hmm. photography and travel. And I was like, yeah, like, this is is totally for me. One thing, you don't have to deal with many people (laughs) in that kind of (laughs) setting. Um, But I guess for me, it's like being an introvert and like the outdoors was something that was really missing in my life. Yeah. Like, my parents never took us camping or hiking. Like, we were kind of more sheltered growing up, which is like really depressing to say.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Mm. But I just discovered this love of being in the outdoors and going hiking and um, like how much more at peace that I felt. Mm-hmm. and it was bringing a lot of healing to me yeah. um, which was from a lot of trauma that I experienced growing up um, and I don't know there was just something about the beauty of landscape photography that I fell in love with and I was like yes like, that's totally what I want to start pursuing mm-hmm. um, yeah I would say combination of landscape and the outdoors and documentary yeah. photography and yeah it's be outside <laughs> <I> <laughs> and think... just the beauty of the outdoors mm,
0: yeah i think that's like a beautiful thing because there's there's so many moments and so many things you can like really um overlook especially if If you're just going into nature with an agenda of like, oh, I'll do this hike or I want to go conquer this uh, wave or whatever you're looking like. If you're surfing or if you're hiking or whatever, like there's so much, like so many things that are just, if you just slow down and you look around, there's so many areas and aspects. You're like, whoa, like that's really cool. And and we get to like actually um, capture more of God's like creation, which is so amazing. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Andrew Brown. Um, you know him and mm-hmm. like we just did a podcast not too long ago and like he's pursuing like the nature, um, kind of photography world and in the adventuring kind of stuff. And I think he's said it so perfectly. It's like, I get to like, just stand in awe of like the mm-hmm. world that we live in because I am actually taking it in for the first time. And I, that was like his like reason for pursuing nature photography and like and I was like wow like that made me like stop and think and be like I need to like slow down and like smell the roses sometimes and <laughs> like you know and like just go look around and and not be so um quick to just want to go and like tackle a hike or whatever because I think that's like there's so much that we miss out on and we can really mm-hmm. like overlook and like so um so I think that's so great that As an introvert, like, you're able to go and network with a lot of people. And also, like, we find out that, like, the more, like, outside or, like, people that are, like, adventuring, adventurous people, they're really chill. And, like, they Mm -hmm. just, like, love to, like, have conversation. They're, like, super laid back and easygoing. Majority of the time, I can't speak for the whole world, um, obviously. But, like, it's just, like, that kind of easy space where if you wanted to do something with, like, a another person or whatever like so many people are probably so inclined or they're like yeah like i want to go do like a adventure um photo shoot have you ever had like opportunities like that where someone's like hey let's go travel together and like let's go do something um, whoa nice perfect i love it it's <laughs> nice. good thing i can just edit that all out perfect <laughs> Just kaboom! Um, <laughs> um. But have you had someone um, that's been, um, yeah, you able to do like a little bit of a travel photography with them in that kind of regard?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once also yeah. about that.
1: Um, I think our road trip across the country were really big parts of that. Um. I just want to be able to get out and see more of the country and and even more of the world. Um, I think introverts are people that really love to travel and explore and see more of what, more of what's out there and kind of expand their I guess their inner world.
0: Because of that. <laughs> ah, yes, we're back.
2: <laughs>
0: Perfect. Yeah, and I think that's so Yeah, we've seen before, like, being able to see the inner world, being able to um just like hear and see and enjoy. Um I think it's really cool and you're able to like explore with other people like probably like with you and jordan you're able to like mm-hmm. to see something that like maybe you may may have missed because i know jordan's like also very detail oriented he's very like much so just like hey like let's just take this and you're like jordan like what like dude like let's keep on going and he's like <laughs> no like but this is really cool like let me just like actually tell you why this is like catching my attention let me tell you why this is um being something i really want to pursue I and mean, and then you have that curiosity, which is like so cool because he, you guys can both like spark each other's um, curiosity, and that leads to greater content, greater product, and I think that is like such a cool thing to be able to have in a partner and a spouse, where you're like, hey, like this guy actually can help me like be able to build and grow and be able to be a better creative. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's something about, I guess for me, just being in the outdoors and even with traveling, because I'm so in my head all the time, mm. is that I get out into the mountains or wherever and it just quiets my mind. Yeah. And it helps me be more reflective and more reflective of. Myself and my growth and mm. who I want to be and yeah, it's just and I, I just never realized that the outdoors can do that for you. It can bring a lot of healing.
0: Yeah, um, as I was about to say that healing, healing definitely comes yeah. in nature for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, how many stories have we heard of like people that have done just crazy, adventurous things and how much they have learned about themselves in the process, you know, like like have you seen the documentary How Tunnel and Free Solo?
0: Oh, yes, <laughs> have I seen Free Good. Solo? Oh my gosh, that was dangerous yeah. for me to watch because I was like, I want to go out <laughs> now, <laughs> like go freaking free climb, please.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's, I mean, that's such a perfect example mm-hmm. experiencing something so crazy and amazing and just hearing more of his heart behind that and why he's doing it and what he learned about himself in the process, like, it's awesome. It's so awesome.
0: Yeah, and i th- I think, like, his level of passion and, like, intentionality was like far none the most insane i've ever seen in a human being before because like he was willing to he was like i don't care i don't care if i die i don't care if i lose everything mm-hmm. like because i need to do this and like everyone around him was like dude like what are you saying right now he's like you don't understand like i wake up and i like need to do this like this is the matter of of like actual like accomplishment not out of pride or anything like that but like out of just like a pure joy and i think that's what drives people as creatives to get up and they like some of them don't do this full time some of them don't do this like part time some of them do it like just when they can or whatever it looks like and there's still that that burning in their heart that burning in their like mind they're like hey i need to get up and do this hey i need to go out and like pursue this no matter if it looks crazy cuz it probably will look crazy to everyone because it's a foreign concept because it's not the typical, you know, nine to five or, or whatever. And I think a lot of times like people are expecting to see immediate results or expecting to see a lot of instant gratification. But Free Solo was a great example of what it looks like to, yeah, work hard. That guy was getting up at like, what, two in the morning, three in the morning because he had to like go and like beat the morning sun so he can, like, not be burning up as he's going up. <laughs> like
2: You know, it's like, man,
0: if I'm too sweaty, I want to fall and die. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, that would suck so hard. <laughs> that's all I think. Of, like, you have to, like, plan your whole entire trip by the sun, because if your sweat glands are going out, like, and you're not able to chalk up and go, like, that's it. You're done. So, yeah, that w- that movie was amazing. It also, like, brought like that guy probably believes and knows now that he he can do anything like because <laughs> he con- he conquered oh my gosh watching that scene i don't, don't want to ruin it for, for, for anyone but the scene where like he's just been like constantly <laughs> like pushing for it and he's like i don't know if i can do this and like when he was yeah. on ballet, i was just like i was getting sweaty i was like i want to fall off this cliff before this guy does because like i am i'm already like feeling what he's feeling and i like i just oh my gosh it was so inspiring but also like dangerous because like i'm thinking hmm when can i go free solo (laughs) like what what for for me because i just have like that complete adventurous spirit and that like love for the outdoors as well but man, I just man, we could talk about that movie for this whole entire podcast. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we won't. So, Stacia, speaking before about uh, full time and part time and all that stuff, do you are you able to do like photography full time, or is it kind of been a seasonal thing for you?
1: Um, I would say it's kind of seasonal. Um. Because I technically like changed my career, (laughs) Mm -hmm. in a sense, I'm not. I'm actually not making any money with it right now, but I'm working towards it. Yeah. Um. So I'm still working a part-time job on the side. Um,
0: Yeah, sweet.
1: And I actually should mention this to you earlier. I actually just started a blog.
0: Oh shoot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Which is like a whole nother project in and of itself. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> but I literally started it like at the start of this pandemic. Like, mm. it was one of those projects where I was like, is this the right time for me to be doing this? Like, this is so weird because everything is shut down right now. Like, I yeah. don't know what's next. Right. But I just, I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep going with it. Things are going to take time for me to figure out with it anyway. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to go for it. And yeah, it's still like super, super new. I'm still like working some things out. But, yeah, sweet. Um, is yeah. It, <laughs> is it about
0: just like the kind of, Uh, calm or the kind of like reflection that like you've been experiencing throughout this like COVID time or has it been like kind of a spot of like you've had a lot more creativity during this time and now you're like wanting to inspire other people to like actually tap into the to the more of the creativity Um, so I want to hear a little about like what birthed this blog and also like what what have you been learning through this pandemic uh, situation?
1: Mm. Um, I mean, I'll say the blog has been something that's been on my mind for several years to do. Oh, um, nice. But I just was really unsure about actually taking action on it. I didn't yeah. know what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually had a blog when I was like, in like middle school.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Like when when like live journal was still around like doing <laughs> Yes, love it. <laughs> so
0: I feel like I
1: feel I feel like writing has always been um has always been a form of creativity of mine, but mm. I had spent, you know, years not exercising that craft and I really wanted to get back into it. Um so I think for me I wanted to have a space that was apart from all of the social media where it was a space that was my own, like I own it. Yeah. (laughs) Like nothing nothing's gonna happen with it, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Um I know if somebody hacked it then hopefully that doesn't happen. But (laughs) they make plugins for that. Um,
0: exactly. They do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I'm focusing a lot about the outdoors and about Mm. creativity and photography and, um, wanting to help people experience the outdoors and using their creativity in that. Um, but also learning how to better care for the planet as well. Um, yeah. that's a real issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: Um. But yeah, so like I have goals with it, but at the same time, I'm remaining open to that to the possibility of it becoming something that I may not have an idea now of what wow. it might Come be. On. Like that's I think that's like the biggest lesson that I have learned about being a creative, like you can go towards have a plan or an idea of what you want to accomplish, but learning to remain open and adaptable and letting it become something that it wants to be rather, rather than you trying to force it. Yeah, that's such a
0: good word. And like, it's so hard. Because, like I said before, like, there's so many areas that we want to control. There's so many things that we want to do and we want to see results. Like, we're so results-driven because of our culture. But, like, Mm -hmm. being creative, it actually pulls back the reins and it says, hey, I just want to do this really well. And the results, like, they will, they'll come. Like, if I just pursue excellence. If I pursue, like, to do this thing out of a space of love and excellence. And I think that's where people are like, Well, you just sound so hippie or you sound so weird because <laughs> like you're just saying that things will start to happen, but then like so much of the time we if we are focusing on money, we're focusing on things that are material, our work will literally just go down the pipeline. It won't mm-hmm. it won't be as well as it can be because we'll rush it, we'll can try to force it to come out and then once you do that, it's just it's just really shitty. And, like, that's really yeah. sad because, like, we we want so bad as people to do great work. We want so bad as Christians to, like, glorify God. We want this to, like, be a representation of himself. So, like, if we can truly, like, love people through it and we can show God's, like, grace and his glory in it, that's the best thing. But so much of the time, our world says, well, what about the money? Well, what about like, the popularity or the fame or whatever. And you're like, that stuff is for the birds. Like, let's be real. Like, that stuff doesn't, like, doesn't even come to my mind because it's this place where you're able to um, fully invest in who you're supposed to be and who, who you were made to be. And that's, like, the coolest thing about being mm-hmm. creative. And we get to see, like, sure, money will come. Sure, like, all those things will grow. But... It, but if we like are focused on those things at the jump, then it's just going to be a complete disaster, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's more about showing up imperfectly.
0: Yeah, exactly. And,
1: and just putting out work imperfectly, unapologetic, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like, I used to be so... Like, I I guess so trapped mm. in that world of like wanting my work to be perfect before putting it out there.
2: Oh gosh! Like I
1: struggled with that oh, for man. so so long. Mm. Um, and I'm really learning more so now. Like, like I'm I mean, I'm an, an imperfect person, and I'll always be imperfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And my work doesn't have to be perfect. I just need to be vulnerable and just keep putting it out there. Yeah. You know?
0: And, like, people want to see the more authentic piece of you. That's what they want. Right. They don't want to see that mm-hmm. perfect you because they don't really trust that perfect you. They're like, this, this is way too perfect. This is way too, <laughs> like, clean. Why am I not... Who is the real person behind the camera? Who is the real person behind the drums or the podcast? like because people want to know who they are and that's what draws them to like like your stuff or to be a continuous buyer from your store or whatever it looks like they want to know who you are they don't care about like the the product or the means to get there they you're ultimately like giving them a piece of your heart and they're like okay cool like either they're going to say yes or no and that's really vulnerable for us cuz we're like we are we're allowing people to see our true self and like that sucks because that's a very scary place mm-hmm. and we are able run the front lines to get hurt run the front lines to be shattered and but like thank god like we are not rooted in like the world and how the world looks at us because if we were we would probably all be so um scared or even like, be like yeah this <laughs> is stupid like what am i doing right now <laughs> but we're able to like to have God and able to like have a strong community around us that is saying, no, you're doing great things. Keep on going. And even though it feels like they're just saying those things at times, you're like, you're just saying that because you love me or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, That's just really true. <laughs> but like, it's, it's true. Like our support system, like they, they see more of the authentic heart that we're like bringing out and they appreciate it more than, we can because we're like just focusing on giving a really amazing excellent craft product photo whatever it is and wanting to make sure that we're being authentic through the process and i think that's like the beautiful thing about being a creative mind a creative mm-hmm. person and it gives um yeah it gives it just gives us a opportunity to to show people who we are without having to be in a crowd or having to be in on a spokes, like on a microphone or whatever, we can just like go and show them who we are through art. And I think that's like the truest expression of ourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Whew, man. <laughs> 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 so as we're talking about social media and all the noise around us, um, how do you find it, like I always like wrestle with this even as a podcaster and I can only imagine more so as a photographer with the balance of social media and your personal content that you want to share with mm-hmm. with the world um, or like how do you find something that's worth posting or how do you like not feed into the the crazy noise of the likes and the follows and all the things in social media world um, without just wanting to just say, yep, I'm over this. Like this is dumb because I can only (laughs) imagine that there's such a, a weight or a pressure that you may feel. I don't know, but like I feel it at times. So like, how do you find um, the balance of like social media and your personal content to share?
1: Um. Well, I don't really share a lot of personal stuff anyway. I mean I'm genuinely a pretty private person. So mm-hmm. even if I am sharing something that is personal and vulnerable, I'm gonna be really vague about it. Okay. Um yeah, dude, I go through this cycle of like <laughs> posting stuff for a while and then I probably go like months not posting anything which is like okay it is what it is yeah (laughs) um yeah i don't think i let the you know followers and the likes get to me because i really don't like i don't care (laughs) nice there we go there it is
0: (laughs) (laughs) waiting for it to come out
1: (laughs) it it couldn't It shouldn't Uh. matter. Like like it's just gotten way like the internet in general has just gotten way more noisy Mm -hmm. and way more overwhelming. Um I just sometimes find at times that I just need to shut it off for like a week or longer. Like I I personally Take a social media and internet-free day on Sundays, Saturday, oh, basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the computers turned off. My phone is kind of on, but it's in another room the entire day. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Most people know they can't get in touch with me on Sundays. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna touch my phone. Mm. Um, but yeah, every once in a while I have to go on a longer way because it's so overwhelming. Like when COVID started and everybody was talking about the pandemic and it was really bad when it started. Yeah. I had to turn everything off for several weeks because mm. I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. It was so, so stressful when it started.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's so much noise. Mm-hmm. Um there's so much amount of chaos I think is like the right word for it and I think that's like where we can like be people that like can be people of action more so than like people of just like spreading like noise and like adding to it I think because we can really be so um what is it influenced or persuaded Buy like all that stuff because yeah, if we turn if we go on Facebook, like oh my gosh, Facebook right now is just no. It's no bueno. It's like you get those like run away and
1: oh my <laughs> I wanna delete my Facebook so bad. But there's like certain Facebook groups that I'm a part of that I don't wanna leave because they have been valuable to me. Yeah, totally. And I'm just like, oh god, what I I've had my Facebook in Two thousand and six or two thousand and seven. Yeah. So since I was in high school <laughs> I'm just over it right now. Like I soon like my aunt got a fish for and my like, dad got one. I was just like No <laughs> Like No
0: Oh my gosh. You are the, the some of the originals because like I think during Yeah, that was, like, the very beginning of it because, like, MySpace was mm-hmm. starting, to, starting to filter out and all those kinds of things. But, yeah, once it became, like, a place where people didn't, like, stop thinking and just start just start throwing their emotions around, start throwing their brain out there, like, I was like, dude, this is not this is not healthy because especially, <laughs> like, when it's, like, not healthy when we're not in a pandemic – now we're in a pandemic, and like everyone is just like spewing like negativity out like crazy. And it's just like, man, <laughs> if anything, it just like pushes me to like want to create and want to pray more and be like, all right, now I know what I need to do. Like, I need to like just pursue art in this time that's going to bring hope, bring light, and bring some kind of encouragement because, like, obviously, like two thirds of the people that are. My friends on Facebook, they're like just going stir crazy and they're just trying to figure out what the heck is the next, next thing. And I think that's what's coming down to like we talked about before is like money and control and security and all those things have been stripped away. Like, sure. People Mm -hmm. are making money still. Maybe people are making great money now, but like we were never meant to be isolated, even though as introverts, like, and as <laughs> in that kind of space where you're like, man, I really like this. Like after a certain time, you are like, I really miss some people. Like, I don't want to be around a lot of people, but I want to be around some people and like, yeah. just go enjoy their company. But like, we can't. And we're, we're being told what to do and what not to do. And people are like saying, screw it. Like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like this thing's all the pandemic, all this stuff is like completely bogus. And I want to have it my way and I want to go and do it. And then they're just in this space of rebellion. And then they're like, Oh yeah, I'm totally fine. Like nothing's bad. Like I'm just going to go out and do my own thing. And then, and then next thing you know, like they're just spewing their own beliefs, their own opinion all over the web. And you're like, why? Like, why did you need to do that? (laughs) Like, why can't you just like, let it be just for you. And I think that's where as a, creative person like we have to figure out our balance like in mm-hmm. how do how do we express things that are going to actually shed light, hope, joy, and even like inspiration because like there's a lot of people out there that are like on the edge of their seat like saying I want to do this but then a lot of them don't know what they what they want to do or why they want to do it. they're just like I just like, think it's so cool. And as we both know, (laughs) we can't go into this (laughs) because it's cool with like actually do this because like we're called to do it. We love it. It's a passion of ours because like you said, like there's, there's seasons that you don't get paid and we're still called to create. We're still called to like, Mm -hmm. you know, be in that space where, you know, there's where we have to continue to be pushing out excellence and be able to do self-care and self-love and. And when you are in that kind of space, like it's really hard just to do that because a lot of times we're so results driven. And I think when you're a results driven person or you're told by the media or whoever that you have to do a deadline or anything like that, and then you're just like, well, like I want to see something that comes out of this, but you don't see that all like automatically. And I think that's something that, like, if you are pursuing this thing out of a place of, wanting to be seen wanting to be get money like those things are not going to ever give you what you want and honestly like we have to understand that there's such a place of like there's not such thing as perfection in the world but at the same time like we have to figure out the balance of like where is a good stopping point where is a good place to say hey like this is actually good incredible work so stacia like as you said before, you are someone that struggles <laughs> with letting things go when they're like not so, quote, unquote, perfect. Because <laughs> that word is so, yeah, it's very much a, mis- a mystery. It's mysterious. Mm-hmm. So how do you find the balance in the... The perfect, and in your <laughs> photography, and how you are as a creative.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think I just have to remind myself that, like, like everything that I do can always be improved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think even as I'm putting things out there. Right, there's always a way to improve it and it's part of the process of continuing to get better at your craft. Um but yeah, I sure struggle really badly with like trying to get my work perfect that I didn't ever want to put it out there and share it or even share the process that I that I'm in with what I'm learning. Um so I've really been just changing my mindset on that and being okay with putting stuff out there. Like, this is where I'm at right now, and this is what I'm learning and working on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I read, um actually two books that I just read that have been really, really helpful in changing my mindset. Uh, one of them is called Creative Calling by Chase Jarvis.
0: Yes, um, Chase Jarvis. I yeah.
1: Have you I, faced was the one who started creative lives in Seattle?
0: hmm Yeah.
1: Have you gone there? No,
0: I haven't. But I am looking into his stuff now. So like I'm super excited and hopefully like post pandemic, probably next year, <laughs> like I'll be able to go and <laughs> like get more insight and be able to be physically there. But yeah, I just heard about him actually yeah. A few weeks ago. So I am like just soaking it, soaking in all of this stuff. So it's so good.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I've gotten to take a few classes there at the studio and gotten to meet him oh my gosh. several times. Yes. And none of those times I got a picture with him because I was like, girl on the <laughs> so hard, Like, oh my gosh, drink <laughs> Um, But yeah, his book, Creative Calling, is so. I think every creative could read his book. He has actually been doing a book club on this book for the last several weeks. There's like a couple more weeks left. Um, But he's been streaming it or broadcasting it everywhere. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And you can be able to go on his YouTube and watch back um, the past weeks that he's done with through the book. And it's just... It's so good. It's so good. I you yes. get it. <laughs> um, another book that I read that was so helpful for me um, was Daring Greatly by okay. Brene Brown. Mm.
2: i heard that one. She,
1: yeah. In this book, she talks a lot about um, vulnerability and change. Mm. And I think that is what holds a lot of our creative staff From sharing our work and trying to get our work perfect.
0: Totally. Mm -hmm.
1: Because it really is so vulnerable to do so. Um, So that book was really, really helpful in just changing my mindset about all that stuff. So I recommend those two books for people to read. Yeah. But I'm recommending them because I literally just read them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, so, how has your art kind of like changed when you when you decided to let it go and not be perfect?
1: Whoa. Not sure how to answer that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let me re- let me rephrase this. Are you more so focused on being authentic than actually being perfect?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Tell yeah. us a little bit about, about that then. How are you how are you finding it to be more of your authentic self than trying to please other people?
1: I think just putting out work that I like and that makes mm, me happy rather yeah. than what every rather than trying to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's there's um, so many. Like, Go for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, there's, like there's so many people that put out like tutorial videos mm-hmm. on how to yeah. edit like your favorite photographer. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, <laughs> no, like I have no complaints for people that want to watch those videos and learn how to edit like the people that they like because i think you can still learn something out of it yeah but i guess for me i'm kind of coming from a place of like why would i want to duplicate a style that someone else is doing when i want to create create my own style that's a reflection of who i am as an artist totally Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I think that was the best way to answer that question. I think just like being able to show people your true self as well as be able to understand that like the right the right people will follow you, you know? Like your mm-hmm. your tribe will will be behind you. And it doesn't matter like if you have this large following or anything like that in that regard, like because we, we don't do this for that reason. We do this because we love what we do. Like I love talking about art and creativity and you love being out in nature and I do that as well. But like every time that like I do a podcast, I'm like, how can we collaborate? How can we like get together and like be able to do that? Like it was so amazing because that's what brings life to me is like being able to see other people actually live out their their true self their true god-given callings and being able to experience that because this is like if i was doing podcasting you'd be like oh like that's cool but like if anyone know, knew me like i'm very active i'm very like adventurous and all that stuff i want to go out and do stuff and so like it's like okay let's do a podcast let's hear about your whole like story and then like let's go live in your passion let's go do a mm-hmm. photo shoot in nature let's go shoot a film let's go make some music whatever that looks like and that's like so much more fun for me because like i get to do this here's their story because i love about like the deep conversations and like be able to hear the whys of of things because i think it's empowering for people to know that to like hear as well as it's um actually giving people hope to like to do this because Perfection is a lie, and that, as we've seen through that this podcast, because there's been things that have happened, Mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna edit it. I'm gonna let it let it ride. I think that's like (laughs) so cool to be able to like allow that because, yeah, because I don't, I don't care about trying to be something or trying to look away. Like I want this to be authentic. I want, and that actually gives more hope to people to be like, whoa this happened during his podcast and you like let that ride (laughs) like yeah (laughs) because why not (laughs) (laughs) exactly why not why not indeed and I think it's way more just like it gives people the permission to like actually be seen as people and I think that's what we're trying to do is trying to allow people to not be seen on this huge platform or on this podium or whatever like we're saying nope we're all people we all need help, love, hope, and, you know, our path is, like, through Jesus to, like, get that, and, like, other people's path is in the same way, so, like, you know, like, whatever that looks like for you guys, like, completely go and, like, pursue it, and, like, just let love be the movement of, like, everything that you're doing, and, like, let art, like, kind of be the vessel for that, so, yeah, it's just been so good talking to you, Stacia, like, yeah, and you've, like, given so much <laughs> insight, you've given so much wisdom and um i would love to like just hear like one encouraging word that you have for anyone that's going into the the world of art or creativity that you can tell your younger self so if you're like going oh. <laughs> going back to the myspace or the facebook days and you're like hmm, <laughs> or maybe back to your uncle your aunt when all this stuff was starting to to birth and starts to stir up like What'd you tell your younger self and that you've learned now?
1: Oh man, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my <good>. gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know how to answer that. There's so much I would tell my younger self. Um... I know. I guess just, and I guess I've always thought this way, but just always being open to curiosity. Yeah. Of whatever interests you. Um, Yeah, I think I used to kind of come at different things with a lot of pride, where I would like reject (laughs) different Mm. projects or things to. Or try yeah. in this art world, that I kind of like regret that I ever said no to trying new things when I was younger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I guess just remaining open to just trying different things and see what you learn, and you know, you never know what you learn from that can go towards the things
0: that you really want to pursue boom your younger self has just gotten so much wiser so there we go <laughs> <laughs> be open and be curious I think that's what we like. Per- that's what led to this pursuit of being creative is curiosity mm-hmm. we're like okay yeah. there's people that do this and they love it and I want to do this and I love this so like let's be curious in how we can do this and transform it into something bigger than ourself. And I think that's like the continual curiosity portion of it. And bigger than yourself doesn't always mean fame or money or whatever. It just means like that you want to be able to like give it the opportunity to be something, whether that is small or large, like, just like don't be just like don't be afraid of the of the possibilities that are ahead of you you know so mm-hmm. yeah so i think that's really really good and i think someone if not anyone <laughs> myself I can always like be encouraged by that because yeah like there's definitely there's the ups and downs of of life and of being a creative it's just like hmm like i want to be curious but also, like, I have to figure out who the heck am I, like, what I go into mm-hmm. this, like, what healing <laughs> and things, like, have I done? And do I need to continually pursue so I can be a better authentic version of myself?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's a beauty of putting yourself in a place where you're always, always be seeking yeah. I mean finding finding is still good and it's mm-hmm. good that we should find things every once in a while but to always be seeking. Yeah. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so fun. It keeps it keeps it uh alive and well. But Stacia, like how can people connect with you? I know that you just said that you like you don't do social media on Sundays, so not on Sundays. <laughs> 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 but if I can connect with you Monday through Saturday uh, On any kind of way Do you have a social media platform Or an email that you Like prefer for like a work email Or a website that people can connect with you on
1: Yeah um, So my blog That I oh, started Nice <laughs> uh, It's called uh, Morningtrails.com
0: Okay Whew. All right, morningtrolls. Uh, That's super vulnerable of you. I'm like, I'm actually yeah. really proud that you just said that. I was not expecting you to say, to share your <laughs> blog right off the jump. <laughs> awesome.
1: I know. I have like, as of this recording, I have like three posts up there now. Okay. They're shitty, I know, <laughs> but who cares? <laughs> That's how you start, um, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess as far as social media goes, um yes, I am on Facebook <laughs> sort of. But I'm mostly on just on Instagram. <laughs> oh man. So you could find me over there at Morning Trails. Or I'm also on uh still Flickr. Whoa, photography website yes. or a 500px website. I'm trying to use those more to um it's to be more engaged with the ph- photography community, but yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, awesome. I've yeah, I love Flickr. I think that's like such a fun little platform to use and stuff. But yeah, connect with Stacia there. She, as you can see, is so much fun. She has so much wisdom <laughs> to give and yeah you don't have to show up in any kind of perfect way you can just show up and be yourself and that is totally enough guys so thanks so much for tuning into the playmate pdx podcast please subscribe on any of the podcast platforms please leave a you know a five-star review would be awesome but if you want to give like a three-star and tell me why that would be great as well because you know perfect is not what we're here for we're here to like continually collaborate and grow community and check us out on any of the social media platforms so we'll see you guys next week